Alright, today is the 3rd of June and it's that time again. It's time to take the dogs for a walk. No. Today we're going to have my honey join us in our thoughts. No. No. So if you hear the no in the background, that's her with Ollie. Alright. So today I wanted to talk about, oh, what was that? <laughs> I wanted to talk about the book that you're reading. So do you know, do you remember the, the title of the book? End of Policing. End of Policing. How did you hear about this book? It was on a post on Instagram. Actually, it was on someone's Instagram story. <clears throat> Because there's a couple of books right now that are um, available for free download as an ebook. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a topic that's always interested me. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Maybe since like 2014. Oh. Maybe before that. Maybe 2009. Okay. So can you? Give a, a synopsis or a summary of what the book is about. And I know you haven't finished it yet, but from what you have read, can you give us a, or give me a summary? Um, basically, it's about uh, what the role of policing is in society. Mm-hmm. And why it doesn't work to do what it's supposedly meant to do. Because people think it's meant to keep order and safety, but that's not really what the police is designed for. The police is designed um, for violence, basically. And so it outlines how and why that's true and I think it also gives alternatives um, for instead of having a police, having different entities that help with certain things that the police do, but entities that aren't a threat to the community. Mm. Um, yeah, because. This I didn't hear in the book. This I I saw somewhere, and I have I haven't fact checked it. Mm-hmm. But what I saw, what I read, was that the police was actually it's a new uh, entity of government that hasn't been around that long, and it was created around. It was created during the time of slavery in the U.S. And the role of the police was basically to um, keep slaves in line and then if they run away, go catch them. Hmm. So, that's basically, I don't don't know how true that is, but based based on what I've been reading, it seems to be true. Um, they just haven't said that. Hmm. They haven't gone through 
the history of it. But what I've read so far talks about how spending more money to train the police doesn't help. And because. Oh, he's pooping. Alright. That's part of. I think those are gunshots. I heard them. Remember, I told you I heard them the other day. But I've also been hearing fireworks. Hey! You were talking about... uh uh, Spending more money on training doesn't work Mm -hmm. because the people that get hired to train are basically ex-military and such. And you can't just say, like, we're going to spend more money on training and not have a plan for the training because all their training is very focused on, like worst case scenarios and I mean these are military people that are training them they don't get trained on like how to deal with domestic issues or like people with mental health issues anything like that where they're just like helpful (laughs) people they're they're basically just they're trained with a warrior mentality Mm -hmm. and then it was also talking about this study that came out that uh, and I think it was in the 60s or 80s that said that there was this analogy in the study that like if you leave a car it's a metaphor so if you leave a car and you leave it parked to there by itself with all the windows up Basically, no one does anything to it. But if you leave a park, uh, a car parked by itself and you leave one of the windows rolled down, then that's basically encouraging crime. And so ever since that guy said that with the study, it created this whole mentality of... Like, like if you... Like, people have this innate... Uh, criminality Mm -hmm. that you need to suppress Mm. and so they operate based on that assumption Um, yeah Mm -hmm. and then what else was it talking about Why are you stopping and going? It's Maxwell. <laughs> Trying to get him in line. Um, 
in that same chapter it was talking about how they flipped the narrative like everybody knows well i think smart people know that poverty causes crime mm -hmm. but because of that metaphor with the car parked and everyone having innate criminality that whole uh, narrative got flipped and it said that um, crime causes poverty mm -hmm. but if that's not the case hmm. uh, it's poverty causes crime but it's kind of like when people don't understand correlation doesn't equal causation you know can I it got, no <laughs> it got flipped Okay, what? So I just had a thought, right? Since poverty causes crime, there are tons of communities throughout the United States that are below the poverty line. And thinking about the idea of um, what I forgot what it's called, where they provide money like a thousand dollars or whatever what is that universal called? basic income okay so using that idea to make sure that these below poverty line communities or even just poverty poverty communities have the necessities to live if you provide them with those resources then therefore i'm i would assume that crime would would decrease right yeah because people commit crimes and um in order to survive sometimes you know so i just thought like shouldn't that be one of the solutions that instead of yeah. keeping these different organizations like police and all that giving them all this money why can't they just give it towards these communities yeah. to help prevent yeah. crime? That's what a lot of people on, on Instagram are saying. And like somebody put up a, a bar graph. Mm -hmm. of, I forgot which city, but one of the ones with the riots, mm -hmm. they put up a bar graph of the budget mm -hmm. that the mayor had to work with. Mm -hmm. And the, the bars for like health and parks and I forgot what else were tiny mm -hmm. compared to the graph for the police. Hmm. So, it, yeah, it's really backwards. Like mm -hmm. instead of <clears throat> investing more in the community mm -hmm. and what the community needs, uh -huh. They just think, oh, like, this is a bad community and there's criminals and so it needs more police. Huh. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean it with that idea. Yeah. And then I also think, I was thinking about, you know, the basic principle of behavior, you know, of positive reinforcement. But when you provide, when people are doing good they receive good and then when people are doing bad 
there, you know, like you kind of want the behavior to continuously increase, right? So I don't understand. And I, 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 in my mind, I was trying to gather why would you continuously take away from these poor, impoverished communities for things that they, impoverished, sorry, communities for things that they need. Then and then putting it in a, in another area, it's kind of like you're encouraging police to do policing yeah. instead of like being a part of the community. And you know, I think we talked about this yesterday. Most of the police that are policing these communities aren't even from those communities, so they come in with these their own interpretation of the law. Mm-hmm. And their own biasness. And then I was actually, when you were talking about the military tactics and training, I thought about that season of Orange is the New Black when they increased the population of Litchfield Mm -hmm. and they hired all those ex-military people Mm -hmm. and how they were all going through their own version of PTSD themselves mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's also something that our police also go through I mean they can they want that camaraderie and they want to continue to do this but instead they go into police and the police field or law enforcement and those tactics I mean sometimes bad habits are hard to break you know I don't know that's what I was thinking when you were talking about those different topics. Were there anything else besides that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I, I just wanted to share before I forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what they were talking about. That they, um, they train them and basically instill fear in them. Mm-hmm. And make them think that everyone is bad and they have to be prepared for dying. Yeah. Which is... I mean, a lot of the interactions with the police are just, like, traffic stops and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, there's no reason to have guns in that Yeah. Situation. And I, I think about, again, coming from this teacher mindset or this behavior mindset about what, do, what does it do to a person when you're putting them through fear? It's like a fight or flight type of situation, right? Like, my goal is to survive, but I'm trained, my body's going to react in this manner, you know? And it's sometimes when you're in situations, you can try to practice and practice and practice, but you don't know what your body's going to do until you're in that situation, you know? And you can try to calm down, however... Like, we've been taught and conditioned to react certain ways because that's just, that's just what we, our bodies or environment does. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. Um, so how much more of the book do you have? A lot. Oh. <laughs> but I found a podcast about this too. Uh-huh. And I listened to the half of the first episode mm-hmm. on the way to my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And it's about, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to change my... Yeah. Nice year. Yeah. 
Come on. Well, this one is about the police and criminal justice system. So she, but, justice is in quotes. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I forgot my train of thought. But another thing in the book, is it's first it's like going through all the things that people think would help make the police better mm-hmm. and it already it's like okay increasing funding no that doesn't work like the body cams and all that like obviously people are still not getting convicted mm-hmm. because the problem isn't the money they have enough money if you give them more technology more money that just gives them more power mm-hmm. so that doesn't work and then another thing that people have proposed is well, we should make the police more diverse. Mm-hmm. Like we should have more Latino, Hispanic, black, and people of color mm-hmm. police, and like women police or whatever. Actually, it doesn't really talk about women, but then it was saying that that doesn't help either. And sometimes, like, uh, there have been studies that find that, like, black policemen are more violent sometimes towards the people they're arresting um they didn't really give a reason why but and it was just like one study but yeah like people think that if you make the police more diverse that'll fix the problem but study after study shows that it doesn't and it's because Again, the problem isn't, just like the problem isn't money, the problem isn't diverse, the problem isn't training, the problem isn't diversity either. Uh Because uh, police that have, like, that are more diverse, it's, that's not, that doesn't fix the issue because it's the environment, like the, like, hyper-militarized, like essence of the police and mm-hmm. then like all the machismo in mm-hmm. the police and so just changing the policemen from white to black doesn't work either yeah so it's kind of right now going through the list of proposed solutions and why it doesn't work mm-hmm. that's what i'm reading right now yeah i was thinking about the machismo mentality of the police I feel like that's a real big thing it's kind of like let me show you what I can do and let me prove to you and you know I mean yeah I'm only I'm not I've never been a police officer before I see these things kind of that mentality on television shows however sometimes those are based off of things no those are based off of either real life situations you know so it's kind of like I can see that like let me let me show you what basic like what I can or I'm stronger than you and all that stuff um so right now have you seen that thing about what is it it's something with involved with eight there the Black Lives Matter are asking for eight different things 
And I, saw, I saw some of that list. And it's a, it's a real precise list. Um, and I can't, like, I just see the pictures, but my brain's not working right now. I'm trying to recall, like, that information. Well, one of the, like, I, I sent you that, um, the link for that one organization and how they were doing a different thing every day. Mm-hmm. And I think yesterday was when they were protesting monuments of the Confederacy mm-hmm. and things like that. Come on. And then today, all these um, statues are getting taken down. Yeah, I saw uh, there's one in Philadelphia of Robert E. Lee, or you sent me that. About Robert, or I saw it on, on Twitter that some Robert E. Lee statues. And that reminded me when I I grew up in Austin, and there's, uh, well, there was an elementary called Robert E. Lee, or Lee Elementary. Yeah. However, the school board voted to change the name of that school. Yeah. And I know there were some people that I knew that went to that school. They were angry. However, a lot of them were not people of color. And I'm like, I get the fact that you guys went to a school, but it's kind of like when people say, Oh, the church isn't the building, it's the people. And I feel like that's kind of the same kind of idea. I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want. It's still, you're still a unique group of people that went through the same experience. And I mean, you could still say that I went to Lee Elementary because it doesn't really necessarily change the school that you went to. It's just going to be for future. So, but what do you, like... What do you think about the removal of um, Confederate statues? Uh, I mean, I think they should be removed. And why? Because when you have a statue up, you're giving it space, mm-hmm. you're giving it visibility, and you're giving it honor. Yeah. And <clears throat> nobody has statues of Hitler up Uh like everybody knows that the Nazi takeover in Germany and all that the the Holocaust Uh was bad Uh and there's museums and everything that have pictures of things Uh but they're there for educational purposes yeah I feel like the Germans uh, did a lot better fixing their issues I read about that somewhere once how like the reason why we America has the problems it has is because it never fully healed Uh from slavery yeah and then Germany went through the Holocaust and it was also terrible but they they did better with like apologizing for it yeah and I Something about reparations mm-hmm. for Jewish people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what they are or whatever, but supposedly they have. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like they have um, museums and pictures and stuff, but they're there for for um, caution and educational purposes, mm-hmm. so that we learn the truth and so that we don't repeat our mistakes. Yeah. But nobody has. Nobody has that on display to honor, but 
in the U.S. We have flags and monuments and statues for uh, confe the Confederacy and Confederate okay. soldiers. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. I get that it's a part of history, but that's, that's not the way it should be displayed. It should be like a Holocaust museum. Yeah. I completely agree, except my only thing is, um, like, people need to think back what were the purposes for those statues. The purpose for the statue wasn't to, oh, we want to pay homage right now. It was to incite fear and to, oh, I think there was a bunny. Did you see that? It ran that way. And there is a dog. Oh getting pushed in a little <laughs> stroller. Oh, stop, no. please. No, we're good. Come no. on. Come on, no. you're good. Keep walking. Good no. boy. Good boy. Oh, yeah. I explained. Come on. Yeah, I'm... Come on, Maxwell, let's keep going. So, the purpose for the Confederate statues were to incite fear in African Americans. It was kind of like, I'm watching you kind of thing, or... To, so that they don't forget, right? That was the purpose of them. And then, so why a lot of African American people are angry, it's that's what the purpose was, you know? Um, and there's a lot of. I think that's the same with the police. Yeah. So then, if you think about how, why people are trying to keep these monuments. It's because they want to remember, but it's like, first of all, you were never there. What exactly are you trying to remember? Are you trying to remember a time period in which people were enslaved? Because that sounds about right. Like Southern pride. Okay. Like what exactly is it? Because, I mean, you could say your great, great grandfather fought for this, this, uh, fought in this war. However, but what I'm, you're basically saying that your grandfather or that person who fought believed in an ideal that is no longer, that's no longer practice. And yeah, you could remember, but when you say that you want to pay homage to it and all that stuff, you're, you're kind of, I internalize that as you believe what they believed back then. Mm. That's what, that's how I internalize it. That's what I think. Um, I know my mom and has always told me that, like, since I was a child, she hated the Confederate flag. She hated the rebel flag. Like, it makes her, her blood boil. Um, she also hates the song Dixie, and she, there are certain things that just anger her. And as a child, I didn't understand and now as an adult, it might not, my hatred towards those, I, those ideals aren't as strong, but I, I understand where she's coming from now. Like I get it and I see these people who are so in favor of these different symbols, but it's like, this is what they mean. And yeah, they can attach any other emotion to it. However, they were created for a purpose. And I think they should be removed. And if you want to have a Robert E. Lee museum, 
gather all those Robert E. Lee statues, put them in the same museum, you know? If you wanna have that museum to learn about it, put it in the museum. Put it in the, the a space where people can learn from it so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting eaten up by mosquitoes. Are you ready to go back? Sure. All right. Come on. Come on. But, um... I don't know. I, don't, I haven't gotten to this part in the book. Mm-hmm. But I think they touched on it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I... I think I already just knew about it. Because mm. I took, like, sociology and African-American studies courses. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I learned was that like slavery ended uh-huh. but then the people who didn't want it to end uh-huh. kept finding ways to keep it alive yeah. and that's basically what the entire criminal injustice system is because uh-huh. they can they target poor people which tend to be people of color Mm-hmm. They they punish them more harshly. Like half of inmates are of color, mm-hmm. but they're like a third or less of the population. And when they're there, they do labor basically for free, mm-hmm. which is a lot like oh slavery. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> that basically ruins their life when they get out, they can't, it's very hard to be a functioning member of society, because uh-huh. you get ostracized, and you have a record, and then you just end up going back to do the full labor again. Yeah. And then the war on drugs was the same thing, it was trying to target people of color as well. Yeah. And, like, all this money keeps being pumped into... Like the war on drugs, which has proved to be completely ineffective. And then the money is like, um, oh, the podcast was talking about bail and how that works. So like, one of the examples is they arrested a homeless man for something stupid. It was, I forgot, it was stupid. And then his bail was $1,000 and obviously he couldn't afford that because he was homeless and so he has to stay there for for a while just talking about bail and but anyway I was saying like it costs like six thousand or more they can't get out because they don't have money to get out Mm -hmm. people that get arrested and then in order to actually house them in jail for that amount of time like 60 days or whatever it's like six thousand dollars per person yeah so there's like all this money being pumped into police and jails mm-hmm. and the war on drugs and all this stuff instead of like fixing things like poverty and education and infrastructure and parks mm-hmm. and stuff like it's just none of it makes sense yeah 
And obviously, all of it has like racist undertones. They're not even undertones, tones. Yeah. That was in the. And then I was talking about how like the only way to get out is like, like if they put a five thousand dollar bond on you, you can hire a bondsman, and so you only pay him like ten or twenty percent. So the law says that like if you I think they're coming up off the ground. That's why they said it's going to take like two cycles before you can kill them off. Um, about the bail bondsmen and then how there's, they, they spend 20% and Oh, okay. The law says that like if you're arrested and 